It's the Andy Thompson Show on ESPN 97.7. We're going to ear to ear because Utah Jazz best dang team in the, in the league right now, my friend. How are you feeling? I'm feeling absolutely fantastic, man. The Utah Jazz are playing sustainable, winning, exciting basketball. If you thought last year's team was fun in spurts, right? This year's team is absolutely blowing them away. And it's only been a recent revelation. We know that the Jazz have not been a powerhouse. Even go back to a month ago, they were more desperate than we've seen this organization since the Ty Corbin era. It was not looking pretty. The rebuild was wearing on fans. And we're not expecting Utah to hoist a championship this year. That's that's simply not the case. But we we did expect to step up from what last year was and what last year was was a team that was semi-competitive and then decided to tank down the stretch utah likely could have been in the playing game last year if they so wanted to we expected to step up from that and now finally we are getting that utah held on in the fourth massive second massive third it was 72 53 against the pacers that second and third quarter for the jazz where they completely controlled the pace this is the first six game win streak for utah and it is the, for this season and it's the long win streak of Coach Hardy's young career, and it's the first time a streak of this magnitude has occurred since 2021. So it's been a while since the Jazz have gone streaking to this capacity, which is a fantastic thing. They've won 15 of their last 19. However you want to phrase it, the, the Jazz have actually been a legitimately competent good basketball team throughout this stretch and we certainly hope that it continues with the Oklahoma City Thunder on the horizon of course we have Golden State tomorrow night prior to that game those will both be fantastic tests the Jazz have been, Jazz have been taking care of, of lesser teams an injured Pacers team the Raptors we'll see what they do against Steph Curry and the slumping Warriors and then of course Oklahoma City your current two seed in the West that's going to be a big one to actually measure where Utah currently stands I think right now, what we all have to appreciate, yes, the Pacers were banged up. No Tyrese Halliburton. You didn't have Bruce Brown. Those guys simply were not on the court. But that doesn't matter. The Pacers came into this game averaging 125.6. That's most in the NBA in terms of points per game. Uh, and you have to you have to respect that. The Jazz hold them to 105. Utah puts up 132. And it all happens because of two guys. Well, because of the whole team. You know, the strength of the team is the team. But Lowry Markinen, 32 points. Colin Sexton, 30 points. This is big time. This is the third time this year the Jazz have had two players in 30-point scoring vicinity. That's the first time that's happened to Utah per, I think it was Andy Larson who had the statistic, since 1988. That's insane. The Jazz have had their fair share of dynamic duos, but this year we've had multiple guys score in the 30s a handful of different times. Markinen was fantastic with this 32. We talk about Sexton. First time he's hit the 30-burger in a Utah uniform. And here's what I love about this, fellas. With this offense firing on all cylinders, we're finding guys have new identities. We've talked about Clarkson. We've talked about Sexton. We've talked about how they went from shoot first, ask questions later guards to to guards who work well within the offense. Markinen is doing something similar. Him scoring the basketball has never been a surprise, but the way he's been doing it is amazing. When it comes to finding ways to score the ball, he's becoming less dependent on set set shots, transition buckets via his teammates, all of that. David Locke said that Lowry Markinen scores um, uh, for 20-point-per-game scores. He normally has the ball for less than typically two seconds, which means that's a lot of set shot that he's doing. It's a lot of in-transition buckets. That rose significantly the last couple games, and here's your proof of it. Markinen is starting to attack. He's starting to dribble. He's starting to drive. He's starting to get downhill. Markinen, in his first 28 games, His first 28 games attempted double-digit free throws one time. 
That's it. Just one time. The last four games, he's had attempts of 12, 11, and 10 free throws. Markinen's making defenders make business decisions right now. Either guard me, and I'm going to get to the rim and finish, or you're going to foul me, and you're going to put me at the free throw line. The Jazz have not had a free throw shooter of this capacity. Yes, very limited sample size in forever. Like, that's fantastic that Markinen's getting there as much yeah. as he is, and Sexton's starting to get there more. Like, the Jazz are actually prioritizing, and it sounds boring on paper, the free throw. But to see someone like Markinen, who typically is limited to the flow of the offense and his ability to score, he's evolving right in front of our very eyes. And it's really cool to see him be so aggressive and to be so downhill. In the last four games, he shot 38 free throws total, and he's made 36. So, uh, I mean, that's 36 extra points in four games just because you're going to the stripe and knocking them down. Sexton in particular... Man, Jazz fans reevaluating their thought process right now. A month ago, it was what can we get for Colin Sexton in a trade? What is his trade value to now? Colin Sexton is a star and a building block that we should that we should work with moving forward. Sexton has been absolutely insane. His 30 points is just the next step in that progression from what he's been able to do. Shot selection to assist a turnover ratio to just pure efficiency. He's improved in pretty much every single way. Sexton used to just be the hustle guy where it's like he'd force some tough shots and you're like, well, that's just because he's energetic, right? And now he's just composed he's calm he's poised like everything he does helps this team when Colin Sexton is on the floor he's been probably in my opinion one of the most fun players to watch on a night-to-night basis if not in the NBA certainly for the Utah Jazz because of the passion he puts forth and now the shot selection the efficiency all of that is starting to match the passion not in terms of unbridled throwing the ball everywhere taking wild shots but just looking to simply win and to be aggressive he's been phenomenal I'm Rod Hundley. So, and and by the way, that happened. His 30 points happened in 24 minutes. That's four straight games, five straight games, where Colin has recorded as many or more points as total minutes played. So he scores as quick as anybody. You thought Clarkson was a microwave score. Sexton's done just that. And he's having the best stretch, not only in Utah, but of his entire career. Cleveland, Utah, wherever you want to put it, he's been amazing. And he does all the little things which you have to appreciate. So there's no dreams here. There's no wishful thinking. The Jazz have actually kind of turned things around. Keontae George, great game, 19 points, five assists, three of seven, three-point shooting, had a really nice steal and just a left-hand lead pass, like a like a, like a a Michael Vick, right down the court, mm. all the way to Clarkson for the slam. His ability to pass with one, two hands, I know that sounds stupid to say, you don't have any more than that, but George has touch on the basketball that most players don't develop this early in their career, certainly not as a rookie. His lob ability, his ability to get the ball down the court has been really phenomenal. Clarkson had 17, wasn't his best night, didn't hit a three. Fontecchio continues to slump. He had eight. Collins 10 and 6. Dunn had four team high six assists. Kessler four points, two attempts, uh, five rebounds, and five blocks. Walker Kessler had more blocks himself than the entire Indiana Pacers did as a team last night, which was a lot of fun. I want to kiss you. Please don't. Indiana, the Pacers, wasn't a great night for them. We know that Halliburton wasn't there. We know that Bruce Brown wasn't there, but they didn't have a single starter score more than 15 points. Their whole starting lineup was anywhere from 13 to 14 to 15. No one put up more. Buddy Hild had 14. Andrew Nemhard had 14 to lead the Pacers. But I love what Coach Hardy had to say after this, AT. He simply said, and this is what I'll finish with, they asked him if he was satisfied. He's like, I love the way our team's playing basketball. I love the way things are going. He's like, but I noticed that we're lapsing a little bit here and there. I'm paraphrasing here, yeah. but he's not entirely satisfied with what's going on. Despite the winning, he says there are still things we need to look at 
and improve on, and that's what you love, the Jerry Sloan mentality, right? Just because you won a game doesn't mean you did everything perfect, and it seems as if Coach Hardy, and he's proven this, is willing to eradicate those things, fix those things, whatever the win and loss record is. Fantastic. How about that, Jazz? Brought to you by Nets on Fire. You hear it after every Jazz game here on the program by Rustin Burnside. You can also uh, read his analysis every day after a game on Sports Radio 977.com. Listen to the Jazz all season long on Fox Sports Utah, presented by Nets on Fire. we got to go. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 to 6, right here on the Andy Thompson Show with Rustin Burnside.